0: Good morning, Maranatha. This is Pastor Evangelist Robert Venable, and it is time for Sunday Morning Alive right here on our website. First thing I want to do is commend you for taking time uh, to hear the Word of God from the Holy Scriptures today. Uh, There is too much defeat, too much depression too much diversion too much distraction among God's holy people today and we need to be focused today like we've never been focused we need to tune our ears as we turn our hearts toward God to hear what the spirit is saying to the church remember what Jesus said he said the words that I speak they are spirit and they are life They're not like any other words you will hear anywhere in the world. When God speaks by His Spirit, through His Word, amen, mighty things can occur. The Scripture is... Powerful. The Word of God is powerful, and the devil knows it. He knows that faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. And he knows if our faith grows and comes by hearing the Word, and we stand in faith, we're going to stand our ground. We're going to see victories and not defeats. So he fights that in our life. Amen. I, I've never seen a generation of Christians that were as uninterested and unaffected by the teaching and preaching of the Word is this generation. Now, there are exceptions. There are churches and there are peoples who are hungry to hear the Word of God. And because of that hunger, they are growing in their faith and standing strong in this day when so many are wavering and so many are falling away. Oh, dear friend of mine, I'm so glad that you came today. You know, that shows you're hungry and thirsty for righteousness. Let me tell you what happens according to the Word of God when you demonstrate that hunger by coming to feed on the Word of God to feast on it today. Amen. Blessed is he that doth hunger and thirst after righteousness, for he shall be filled. Filled with what? What you're hungry for. And that is that that will make you right with God. And one of the things that is outstanding in being right with God, other than our sins confessed and forgiven, is demonstrating faith in God. Amen. The Bible said that without faith we cannot please the Lord. For they that come to God must believe that He is, and He's a rewarder of them that diligently seek Him. Praise God. Well, friend of mine, I'm glad you're here today, giving you a pat on the back, a pat on the head. Better than that, God is going to bless you. Hallelujah. If you have your Bibles, I want you to turn with me to an abused portion of Scripture. We want to put it in proper perspective today, that we might use our spiritual authority legally today i want to talk about speaking to mountains speaking to mountains this has to do with prayer this has to do with the will of god and this has to do with the exercise of our faith as a result of praying trusting god believing god discovering the will of god hallelujah so let's hear the words of jesus it says in mark 11:23, for verily I say unto you, this word verily means surely, that whosoever shall say to this mountain, Be thou removed, cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. Now I want to stop right here and clarify something. This is not a blank check. This is not a blank check. This is not to get your will done. This is, this is exclusively designed to get God's will implemented in the earth as it is in heaven. We're to actually pray for that in the pattern prayer. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Now, Jesus said, if you say to this mountain and doubt not in your heart that what you say is going to come to pass, it will come to pass. But listen, you've got to be speaking exclusively according to the will of God. And Jesus taught his disciples how to use their faith, therefore, to accomplish God's will. He said, in essence, if a mountain of circumstance or a mountain of opposition to God's will stands before us, we can command the mountain to move. Again, this is not a blank check. It has to be first signed by God and then endorsed by us. That's why the teaching and preaching of God's Word is so vitally important to us today. There's no way to pray according to the will of God unless we are first exposed to the Word of God. Amen. And it teaches us how to surrender to His will, to seek His will, to find His will. Praise God. And in many cases, to, to discover His will through a promise in the Word itself. Hallelujah. And that we will have what we have spoken in harmony with the will of God. So the first step of no-so-faith to speak to this mountain is to discover the will of God. Friend of mine, the boldness to speak to the mountain in your life and mine in the full assurance that God will back us up and bring it to pass is developed when the will of God is discovered. Faith explodes when we are, are exercised to accomplish the will of God. Faith explodes when we are in tune and in harmony with God's will. Jesus said it. That's why His faith never failed. That's why He spoke in faith and so many things occurred because He said, the works I do are not mine but what i see my father do and the words i speak are not mine but what i hear my father say hallelujah in the volume of the book it is written i came to do thy will o god hallelujah first john 5:14 i have spoken many times we need to reiterate it today it says and this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he heareth us. And if we know he heareth us, whatsoever we ask, we know we have the petitions that we've desired of him. Hallelujah. Strong's uh, concordance says uh, this word confidence in the Greek is pericardia. And it means all outspokenness, boldness of speech, confidence. Thayer says freedom in speaking, unreservedness in speaking. This is that bold confession, hallelujah, that means so much to us and to God. Amen. This is bold faith exercised and released through bold words. Amen. Someone has said that prayer is not so much an effort to effect the will of God as it is to discover it. And Matthew Henry said something, and I hope you get this today. To know that our petitions are heard or accepted is as good as to know that they are answered. In other words, we know that God will answer is answering according to His will and in His timing what we have prayed. Amen. Because we have discovered His will. And the second step after really knowing the will of God and submitting to it, surrendering to it, not my will but thine be done. Amen. That's an attitude of heart. Once we discover the will of God, we don't have to pray that prayer because we know the will of God. But if it conflicts with our will in any degree, we become subservient to His will. And then we speak to the Lord. Amen. The second step after discovering the will of God is to speak to the Lord. I want to show you how this worked in the Old Covenant. Joshua 10, 12-14 It said, then spake Joshua to the Lord in the day when the Lord delivered the Amorites before the children of Israel. God answered when Joshua spoke to him, prayed to him, amen, hallelujah. When we pray in faith and we pray in harmony with the will of God, we know He hears us. And if we know He hears us, we know we have the answer that we've desired from Him. Glory be to God. And, and then we can speak to the mountain itself. Find out what God says and then speak with bold authority to the mountain. You are not now authorized to speak. God will now release His power. Find God's will. Pray in faith and dependence, and then say to the mountain, be thou moved, and believe that what you say will come to pass. Listen, because God said it first. Hallelujah. This is the u- the utilizing of the keys to the kingdom. What you bound on earth, I will bind in heaven. In the context, no. What you bind on earth, I've already bound in heaven. Amen. If He hadn't already willed it in heaven, we can't claim it, and we can't proclaim it here upon the earth. Amen. But whatever He has already bound in heaven, we can bind on the earth. And what He's already loosed in heaven, we can loose on earth. This is praying that His kingdom come, His will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Praise God, it's not putting us in control. it is us enforcing the one the the words and the will of him who is in control. Praise God, we speak to the mountain verse twelve it says, and after Joshua had prayed, and he said in the sight of Israel, son, listen, if you think God hasn't authorized us to see mountains of opposition and circumstance that stand against his will and purpose removed. Listen to the old covenant. If you think this is some hyper faith statement from the New Testament that, that we do not embrace today, listen to how it worked in the old covenant. Joshua spake "...to the Lord when this battle was raging, sun about to go down, enemies going to be refreshed and recovering, they're just about to be defeated..." If this day ended and they could come back in force, it's almost like starting from scratch to win the victory instead of seeing an opponent almost defeated and being able to, to vanquish that enemy. Praise God. And first he said unto the Lord, he spake to the Lord, he prayed in the will of God and then said in the sight of Israel, Son, stand Thou still up on Gibeon, and thou moon in the valley of Ashelon. and the sun stood still, and the moon stayed, until the people avenged themselves upon their enemies. It is—is is it not written in the book of Jasher? So the sun stood still in the midst of the heaven and hasten not to go down about a whole day. And there was no day like that before it or after it, that the Lord hearkened unto the voice of a man. Didn't the Scripture say in the New Covenant, if we ask anything according to His will, He heareth us. And if we know that He hears us, we know that we have the petition that we have desired of Him. Glory be to God. Listen, hallelujah. This occurred in the Old Testament. David demonstrated no-so faith when he encountered Goliath on the field of battle. 1 Samuel 17 and verse 44 It said, And the Philistine said unto David, Come to me, the Philistine, giant, come to me, (laughs) and I'll give thy flesh to the fowls of the air and unto the beast of the field. Then said David unto the Philistine, Thou comest to me with a sword and a spear and with a shield, but I come to thee in the name of the Lord God of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel. Whom thou hast defied. This day, now listen to David, this day the Lord will deliver thee into my hand. I, and I will smite thee, and take thy head from thee, that all the earth may know there is a God in Israel. And this assembly shall know that the Lord saveth not with sword and spear, for the battle is the Lord's, and He will give you into our hands. David spoke to his mountain. Praise God. You see, it's not just saying what we will. It's saying what God wills. Discovering, submitting to, surrendering to, and embracing God's will and then boldly proclaiming it. You know, you're not even saved today just by believing You're not even saved by just believing. If you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth, for with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, but confession is made unto salvation. This is not name it, claim it. That word confession is, profession is the word confession, and it means to say the same thing as another. If God has said it, we need to boldly proclaim it. We need to confess it, for He is faithful that promised. Amen. There are people that have tried to use this to get wealth for themselves, to, or, or to get fame for themselves, or just to consume it on theirself. And that is not the will of God. It is never the will of God. Amen. To follow Jesus' pattern, it begins with denying ourself. Taking up our cross, that means to surrender our will and to submit ourselves under His Lordship. Friend of mine, this is a day of cheap grace. This is a day of hyper-faith where we are being told that we are in control. No, we're not in control. Amen. But we have authority to execute God's will not just to pray thy will be done and go sit somewhere, you know, idle on the pew, but to actively seek God for His will and having discovered it to stand up and stand on it and stand strong. That's why the early church leaders said, we have believed, therefore have we spoken. With the heart man believeth, but with the mouth confession is made unto salvation and that same pattern of believing in our heart and proclaiming with our mouth that releases that that is in our heart it's how our faith is expressed it's how it is released i like the story of blind bartimaeus he sat by the wayside he had heard evidently of jesus There's this entourage of Jesus and then the crowd pressing in you know aggravating them really because they were all over them to get to him and he's walking along you know and blind the blind man is listening blind Bartimaeus and it gets closer and closer until the 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 roar of all the people Jesus rabbi rabboni and whatever they were calling him however they perceived him they were after him for whatever their need was And blind Bartimaeus cried out, Jesus, Son of David, have mercy on me. You see, he believed in his heart. Now he is confessing with his mouth. He's saying, you're the one. That is the source of my need. You're the one that has the power to help me and the power to heal me. Amen. And, and they, 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 they got right in front evidently. And, you know, if you're blind, your ears are, are, are highly uh, sensitized to sounds that normally wouldn't be because you have your sight. And he could tell as if he could see them right in front of him. And he cried out again, Jesus, Son of David, have mercy on me. Amen. (laughs) Hallelujah. And Jesus is still moving along. And he hears them beginning to get past him and the disciples saying, Shush, you trouble the master. And he cried even louder. Jesus, Son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus stopped in his tracks and said, Bring that man to me. Bring that man to me. You know, too many people believe in their heart and they don't speak anything with their mouth. Remember the woman that pressed through the crowd so weak from the loss of blood that she could hardly stand up, but she pressed through the crowd probably on her hands and knees and she said, If I can but touch the hem of his garment... I believe that I will be healed. I believe that I will be whole if I can but touch the hem of his garment. And when she reached out and touched the hem of his garment, amen, virtue flowed out of him. (laughs) Hallelujah. And, and really that word virtue in that sense is, is, is miracle working power hallelujah, flowed out of him into her. And she felt in her body that she was healed. And he turned around and said, who touched me? And the disciples said, how should we know? They're all over us and all pushing and shoving to touch you. No, this was different. This was a woman who believed in her heart and spoke what she believed in her mouth. Amen. If I can but Touch the hem of his garment. I know I'll be made whole. Praise God. And when she acted on the faith that she had just proclaimed through her mouth. Amen. She had what she said. (laughs) Glory be to God. Her mountain of sickness was removed. Friend of mine. This is a biblical principle. This is not a Pentecostal, hyper-faith, charismatic thing. This is a Bible thing that was working in the Old Covenant when a man, Joshua, spoke to the sun and the moon. How did God pull that off? Well, if He couldn't pull that off, He wasn't God. It wasn't Joshua who did it, but it was Joshua who released the will of God in the earth, that the will of God be done on earth like it is in heaven. Because he prayed and discovered the will of God and then he proclaimed, Son, you stand still. Don't you go down and moon, don't you come any further up. About the space of a day until the enemy was vanquished. Hallelujah. And it had never been heard of. It was unheard of that a man would speak to God and God would hearken to the man's words and do such a thing as that. That is an Old Testament pattern that is reiterated in the New Testament, and Jesus said it. Amen. If you, if you discover the will of God, and you speak according to His will, and there's something in the way of His will, a circumstance, a mountain, a giant, whatever it is, if you say to the mountain, be thou removed. And doubt not in your heart that what you say, and the only way that kind of bold, courageous faith can come forth is absolutely knowing that God has heard your prayer. And you already, therefore, know that you have the petition, and therefore the authority to speak to the mountain in Jesus' name. Hallelujah! Praise God! Friend of mine, I, I had a situation when I first began to read this. And there's been abuses of that scripture, and some people want to throw the baby out with the bathwater, so to speak. So we just quit even considering the fact that God would hearken to us like He did Joshua or David or or the disciples of the New Testament. Friend of mine, God is a prayer answering God, and God honors, words of faith proclaimed in his will, according to his word. Praise God. My son came home, Matthew, when he was, he's just a little guy. You know, he just, uh, he, I think he maybe was in the fourth grade, maybe the fifth grade. He was wearing a long sleeve shirt in the summer. This is early in our ministry. You know, we've been in ministry 47 years, so it's still been quite some time ago. Amen. This is early in our ministry and God was teaching me what I'm telling you from the Word right here and right now. And, and so he, he came home with a long sleeve shirt on and it was 95 degrees in the mid, it, it was hot weather. And school was just about to be out, and already the temperatures here in Florida was, you know, peaking out, and high humidity. He was sweating. I could see the sweat on his brow. And I said, son, why are you wearing a long-sleeved shirt in weather like this? And he said, well, Dad, I've got these warts. And they were those seed warts. They, they were on both arms. It looked like maybe eight on one side and seven or eight on the other side. And he said, kids are making fun of me because of all these warts on my arms. And I had just read this scripture that I'm reading you. And I said, I said, son, come here. We're going to curse those warts and command them to leave. And I said, Father, I don't believe you want these to be on, my son. And I believe that you want to show me your glory today because there are a lot worse things in these warts. But the same faith in you will cause these other things to be removed that people need help and deliverance from. So I said, Lord, hear me today. When I speak to these warts, hear my proclamation of faith, because I believe it's your will. I was prompted by the Spirit of God to pray. And that's another way to know His will, when you're prompted by the Spirit to pray, and you're not just praying out of desperation. But the Holy Spirit said, pray over this thing, and speak to this thing. and Glory be to God, faith rose up in me in God. And I said, Warts, I curse you in the name of Jesus, and I command you to leave my son's body right here, right now, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. You have no more life. Your cells will not reproduce. You will desist and die out, and you will go away in Jesus' name. Now, that may seem like a little mountain, but I'm going to tell you what David said when they told him how big Goliath was when he came down. Amen. <laughs> he said, I've slain the lion. I've slain the bear. Who is this? uncircumcised Philistine that defies the armies of the living God you start out with something not near as big as that and not near as important as that but when you start out you keep going forward praise God and God showed me his glory I didn't I for I actually I was so busy taking care of so many things I I didn't even ask him the next day about it and he still had on his long sleeve shirt. But several days, not a week, but several days within that week later, three or four days later, he'd come bounding in from school, bounding in the door. He said, Daddy, Daddy, Daddy. He rolled up his sleeves. He said, Look, they're gone. They're gone. And I'm going to be honest with you. I, I should have been expecting that. But it took me back. It took me back. I thought... It worked. <laughs> Hallelujah. Have you ever, have you ever seen the Word of God manifest in your life and you, you were expecting it to a degree, but you were so amazed when it happened. Not, we shouldn't be that way, should we? We should be expecting it when it occurs. Amen. We should have a spirit of holy expectation when we discover the will of God and we pray accordingly and we speak accordingly praise God when it occurs we should we should not be amazed or astounded we should be we should we should never be surprised but we should be taken back by seeing the manifestation of God and I said Lord you're a mighty God Hallelujah. Everything you've said in your word is true. We do have authority to speak to mountains. Amen. And mountains will move because you will move them. Remember the story of Zerubbabel in the Old Testament, giving a task to perform for God. And yet there was all of this circumstantial opposition to it. And he said unto him what he needed to hear. Zerubbabel, the mountain that stands before you shall become as a plain, not by might, not by power, but by my Spirit, says the Lord. Hallelujah. Friend of mine, I believe God is moving by His Spirit in this our generation. I believe that there are too many circumstantial mountains, too many personal mountains, too many persecution mountains, too many opposition mountains to the will of God in your life and mine and our nation and the world, that if we sit back and just believe in our heart and never open our mouth to speak to these mountains, I don't believe we're going to see the breakthroughs and the victories that God, wants to bring today. But I believe if we will boldly speak what God has already spoken we're going to see mountains move. (laughs) Hallelujah. We're going to see deliverance. We're going to see healing. We're going to see miracles. We're going to see circumstances change that only God can change. Hallelujah. So I pray today that you and I may be encouraged to come boldly before the throne of grace to obtain grace and mercy to help us. And then to go from that throne of grace out and look that mountain in the eye and say, Mountain, you're in the way of what God wants. And you're going to have to move (laughs) because God's going to move you, not by might nor by power, but by His Holy Spirit in Jesus' name. Friend, if you don't know Christ as your Savior today, I pray you will not run from Him anymore. I pray that you will come to Him and that you will bow to Him, that you will put your faith in Him, confess your sins before Him, and receive The gift of righteousness, the gift of sins forgiven, the deliverance from Satan's prison house. I command that mountain to move so you can, in Jesus' name.